what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So we just watched the Golden State Warriors come back from a 20-point deficit and beat the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, this was their best win of the season so far. Their best win against a quote-unquote contender. uh, Best win in terms of not giving up and coming back against the huge deficit, especially when they weren't playing well. You could chalk a part of it to the fact that I guess that's what the Clippers do, at least this iteration. They build 20-point leads and, and cough them up to supposedly lesser competition. But regardless, this win put a big smile on my face. And I got to be honest, Throughout the first half, I was kind of like, oh, well, this is just another one of those games. It had a lot of the feeling of the first Clippers game a couple days ago where the Warriors would hang around, maybe get a little close in terms of the score, maybe six points, seven, eight points, but then the Clippers would just put it away because in the first half, I mean, when I was taking notes, I was like, the biggest question I had was like, who else is going to score besides Steph? The Clippers were doing the same thing that they did to Steph in the previous game. They were doubling him, tripling him, trapping him, meeting him out way beyond the arc, trying to get somebody else, daring someone else to score instead. And it did not look good. It didn't look promising. I just felt like it was going to be a repeat of the whole same thing. And to be honest, even when the Warriors got their lead somewhere in the third quarter towards the end, I was like, well, they'll put Kawhi and Paul George back in and the Clippers will ultimately win this game. That's what it felt like, you know, because Paul George is really good during the regular season. (laughs) Maybe not so much during the playoffs, but during the regular season, he is good. But the Warriors just ended up hitting three-point shots and they ended up playing with an urgency that you didn't really see in the first half. I give props to Kerr for going with the the hot hand in the fourth quarter. You just knew uh, that when Steph was still in the game at the start of the fourth quarter, because he always sits the beginning of the second and fourth quarters, then comes in for the second part of those quarters. You just knew that seeing him go from the third to the beginning of the fourth quarter, that Kerr was going to play with his lineups and make sure that he went with the players who were going to give them the best chance to win. So we didn't see Wiseman. We didn't see Oubre. Props to Wiggins. He hit a couple big shots. He hit a uh, a straightaway three-pointer, super clutch. And he also hustled, got an offensive rebound, and put it straight up for a layup, which added to the Warriors' lead in, uh, in crunch time. So all that is really encouraging. In the second half, a lot of it was Eric Paschal doing his thing. Again, one of the only guys who can go get a bucket. You know, there's not that many on their team who can just go get theirs. You know, uh, Pascal. sometimes he can hit a three-point shot. He's been working on that. We've all heard that. But when it comes down to it, especially if you put a bigger dude on him, he can out quick and muscle to the basket. He's great at doing that. Wiggins, he played both ends of the court pretty decently, at least when it mattered. So that's always encouraging. And for him to be part 
of a big Warriors win is important, right? Being a part of the culture, being part of the team, instead of being somebody who is from a, a losing team that is trying to adapt. Hopefully that makes him more comfortable and gives him an opportunity to kind of feel like he is truly part of the core of this team. But uh, yeah, in the first half, I was like, who's going to score? Because you saw lineups out there where it was like uh, Curry and then Draymond, Looney, Oubre, and Bazemore. In general, that's a decent lineup. But then you just look at Draymond and you look at Looney and you're like, okay, those guys, they're not going to demand attention by the defense. And Oubre, you can leave that dude alone, especially so far this season. He hasn't proven that he can beat you or he can punish you for doubling Steph. And Bazemore, I mean, Bazemore, he hustles, but, you know, he'll give you a three-point shot every now and then, but you're not going to worry too much about him beating you. So the Warriors seem to have found something. I mean, even Brad Wanamaker, he hit a couple uh, three-pointers, and it seemed like he'd been throwing up bricks the whole season so far. So that's good. Hopefully he can continue to contribute a little bit more here and there. So hopefully some of these guys, they start to get more comfortable and hopefully we're seeing more of this consistently where guys know they can hit shots, where they like to hit shots, where their teammates like to shoot from. And there's more of a chemistry and more of a flow. Honestly, like game by game with this season going by a lot more quickly than usual because they're trying to get more games into uh, compress them into shorter periods of time because of the pandemic, this is obviously a sign of good progress. This is a sign that they know how to fight, that they're willing to fight. And I mean, Steph, that dude is tough, man. Like he was getting doubled and tripled the whole game, the whole first half, especially. And I, I had thought that he was shooting really poorly and inefficiently because he was just getting roughed up so much. But uh, I looked at the box score at halftime and I was like, oh, He's shooting really well, and he's playing pretty well in terms of uh, his, his stat line. Again, Draymond is the vocal leader, but Steph is the lead by example, and Steph did not and does not give up. So that undying belief that everybody says he has in himself, I mean, that's huge because he's trying to show that and teach that to the rest of his team, either directly or indirectly, you know, either intentionally or unintentionally. But obviously he wants to win. And these new guys, these guys who aren't used to that, hopefully, hopefully they're absorbing Steph's vibe and this will help them down the road as the season goes on and as they potentially make it to the playoffs. Fingers crossed. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? Oaklandwarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from Oaklandwarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out oaklandwarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. I did think that they were getting out-rebounded, especially like on the second unit when you have Pascal playing as a small ball center. Zubak was definitely like, you know, bigger than him and it caused some problems. But 
you know, you miss Marquise Chris. I mean, I said this after a previous game, just having another big body in there, you, you kind of miss that. Looney, he's just so groundbound, and Pascal is much smaller than a traditional center. So you just have to fight and keep scrapping and, you know, make do and work on team rebounding and all that jazz. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on as the season goes forward, as the team gets better. The one thing that, um, you know, they'll always be, unless they add someone else, is a little bit smaller. Who knows? Maybe Marquise Chris is healthy enough in three months to come back and all of a sudden, boom, problem solved. James Wiseman, he had a eh, not so effective night. Again, he looked a little confused out there on the court and he was getting pushed around by Serge Ibaka underneath the basket. Uh, There were some instances too where he wasn't getting to the rebounds or if he got his hands on the ball, it slipped out and stuff or he bobbled it. But, you know, these are just things that, uh, like I keep saying, he's a rookie. So I give him uh, uh, a lot of slack, especially with all the talent he has and all the potential and the fact that he hasn't really played that much uh, in the past 18 months. One thing though is he definitely was showing frustration, you know, like when some of these mistakes happened or or when he missed a shot and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's 19 and I'm hoping and I'm guessing, but uh, I'm hoping that uh, that frustration he can direct in a positive direction, like he won't get too down on himself, but he can use it to get better as motivation, as an extra like kick in the pants. And I'm expecting that the coaching staff and the veteran players will goad him, will push him in that direction. It was cool to see uh, on the ESPN broadcast that his mom was uh, uh, in the stands. Uh, That's, that's, that's cool. Um, I mean, maybe he was frustrated because he wanted to play better in front of his mom. I don't know, but uh, I don't worry about James Wiseman, like just every game. Uh, It's great to see like a snapshot of how he's improving. He hit his first three-pointer in a while today, and he also hit another jumper. So, you know, he's going to have his up and down games, but as long as he's generally progressing forward, then that's all you can hope for. That's all you can really ask for from him right now. And in that progress, don't get me wrong, we're definitely going to see like some Uh, spectacular plays and glimpses of his potential and his skill set. What, this is the ninth game? Imagine him after 20 games, after 30 games. That's where I'm kind of focusing on uh, on comparing what he is now to what he is then. Anyway, yeah, this was a, a game I was a little surprised that they won. I honestly expected them to fold, but this is for sure a positive sign in the right direction. The Warriors are trending upwards, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are trending downwards. I think they lost their sixth game in a row without a cat on the court. Luckily, they've lost all of those games because I heard or I read somewhere that he's coming back soon. So um, they might not be as terrible, but uh, at least they're, they're digging a little bit of a hole. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to give me a shout at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O on Twitter, or also at Oakland Warriors and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. And that's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun.
Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.